folks. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about it today here on the Sunday Forum. This is Walt Tell Smith the second, uh, and with the Fourth Estate crew, and right here we have Frank Crum in studio with us. I don't know if he's going to be able to... Are you going to stay with this, Frank? At least for a little while, for yeah. For a little while. Okay, but, so Frank's going to stick around. If I don't, while. Black Love, classic movie series, every Sunday in the month of February, 3 p.m., be there. You'll love it. You'll enjoy it. Bring the family. All right. We'll be right back with the Sunday Forum. WMNF Tampa. I'm Giles Snyder. In Memphis, there have been more protests following the city's release of body cam video of the police attack on black motorist Tyree Nichols. NPR's Debbie Elliott has the latest. Protesters took to the streets of Memphis as residents come to terms with what they witnessed on the video. Five former officers are charged with second-degree murder and other crimes, but the video shows other officers on the scene. Memphis City Councilman J.B. Smiley Jr. says they should also be held to account. We demand that each and every officer, every sheriff department officer, every EMT involved be immediately terminated. Smiley says the city council is ready to force changes in the police department. Debbie Elliott, NPR News, Memphis. The Memphis Police Department is disbanding a specialized police unit that included the five officers who've been charged in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols. The department issued a statement this weekend saying it is permanently deactivating the Scorpion unit which was charged with concentrating on crime hotspots. In Baltimore, Police Commissioner Michael Harrison is urging any witnesses to last night's mass shooting to come forward. We need people right now to come forward and help us. Help us help you. Help us help you. Baltimore police looking for suspects in last night's shooting that left one person dead and injured four others, including a woman in a car with two children. The woman and a two-year-old boy were shot a six-year-old was critically injured when the car crashed. A shooting took place at a busy intersection in West Baltimore. The NAACP says it's exploring ways to litigate against Florida's rejection of a new advanced placement course on African-American history. Joe Burns of member station WMFE in Orlando reports. Earlier this month, Florida rejected a high school advanced placement course on African-American history, calling it unlawful and lacking educational value. NAACP Chairman Leon Russell rejects that move. We will not allow public officials to rip our part of American history out of textbooks, out of the classroom, and out of the mouths of teachers. He says the NAACP will join a legal fight against it. It's already challenging the Individual Freedom Act signed by the governor last year that limits classroom discussion on racism and privilege. For NPR News, I'm Joe Burns in Orlando. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Egypt today at the start of a three-day visit. He arrived in Cairo as violence flares between Israelis and Palestinians. A Palestinian gunman killed seven people outside a synagogue in Jerusalem on Friday. The shooting followed a deadly Israeli raid in the West Bank. This is NPR. An earthquake has hit northwest Iran, rocking a region near the border with Turkey. At least three people are reported dead, hundreds more injured. Iranian media say the quake had a magnitude of 5.9. For the first time since 2011 and 2012, the same two teams will meet in the AFC Championship game in back-to-back seasons. After facing off in last year's conference championship, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs kick off tonight, and the winner will advance to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Greg Eklund has more from Kansas City. The Chiefs hope for a different outcome than last year when they enjoyed a 21-10 lead at halftime that ended up losing the game in overtime. Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones shared what he thinks will be the deciding factors this year. I think it's the team who, uh, uh, defense who caused the most turnovers and the offense who makes the least amount of mistakes. You know, their teams tend to prevail. 
Jones had 15 and a half sacks in the regular season, but is still seeking his first career postseason sack after seven years in the NFL. For NPR News, I'm Greg Eklund. Before the Chiefs play the Bengals, San Francisco will play Philadelphia for the NFC title. Novak Djokovic has won his 10th Australian Open singles title and his 22nd Grand Slam title overall. Djokovic beat Stefano Tsitsipas in today's men's final. Djokovic's victory comes a year after he wasn't allowed to compete at Melbourne Park because he was not vaccinated for COVID-19. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News from Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Imaginable Futures, celebrating the hard work, commitment, and achievements of the one in five college students who are parents. More at imaginablefutures.com. And the Limelson Foundation. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. Community Conscious Radio. This month on WMNF is Homeless and Hunger Awareness Month. There are more than 140 unhoused veterans in Hillsborough County, Florida. Whether they have served for two years or 20 years, they deserve our gratitude. They fought to protect us. Now we must do the same for them. Food insecurity, homelessness, and lack of adequate health care are challenges that our nation's heroes face every day. These deserving community members need better access to adequate shelter, health care, and basic living essentials. Learn how you can help local veterans at www.thebautistaprojectinc.org. This is Steve, the hitman, host of The Soul Party, on Friday nights on WMNF. Join me at Skipper Smokehouse on Friday, February the 10th, as we enjoy the Harlem Gospel Travelers. With fans like Elton John and all music praising their new album as Dreamlike and Joyce, the Harlem Gospel Travelers are a dazzling vocal trio you don't want to miss. Harlem Gospel Travelers, February the 10th at Skipper Smokehouse. Buy your tickets now at WMNF.org. This is Sinflow, and I invite you to join me Saturday from 3 to 6 a.m. in the Love Zone on WMNF. In the Love Zone, we promote a central atmosphere with music that expresses the meanings of love. So come inside the Love Zone, but leave your inhibitions at the door. Warning. Listening to the Love Zone may put you in unexpected relationships. Please listen responsibly. Hey, Ed, you want to play What If? Sure. How do you play? Easy. Just imagine something that you'd like to see happen. Like having it rain tacos on Tuesday? Or how about a four-hour block of folk and acoustic music on WMNF? You don't have to imagine that. It's happening every Sunday morning, starting at 10 a.m. with Postmodern Hoot Nanny, hosted by me, Ed Lehman, featuring new and exciting Americana music along with classic folk favorites. And that's followed at noon for two hours with the Acoustic Peace Club with me, Jeannie Holton, and Nathaniel Cox, featuring the best of folk and singer-songwriters with great topical songs and music that matters. Get your four-hour fix of folk music every Sunday starting at 10 a.m. right here on WMNF Tampa. What about my Taco Tuesday? This ain't the Food Network, Ed. All right. Right now you are listening to WMNF Sunday Forum. With Walter L. Smith II and the Fourth State crew, we're talking to Frank Crum, taking your telephone calls. We have someone on the line waiting for us to talk to. So we got it going on this morning here on the Sunday Forum. And we're looking for your telephone calls, 813-239-9663. Or you can write us at dj at wmnf.org.
peace, 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 peace. Pow, pow. All right, we're back on the Sunday Forum with the sounds of most deaf in the auditorium featuring Slick Rick, the ruler. Sometimes it's so hard to sit still. Things are so passionate, times are so real. Sometimes I try to chill, mellow down, blow a smoke. A smile on my face, but it's really no joke. You feel it in the street that people breathe without hope. They're going through the motion, they're dimming down the focus. The focus get cleared, and the light turns sharp, and the eyes grow teary. The mind grow weary. I speak it so clearly, sometimes y'all don't hear me. I push it past the base, no nations got to feel me. I feel it in my bones, black. I'm so wide awake that I'm hardly ever asleep. My flow forever Deep in his volumes of scriptures when I breathe on a beat My presence speak volume before I say a word I'm everywhere, penthouse, pavement, a curb Cradle to the grave, so cathedral of a cell Universal ghetto life, holla black, you know it well Quiet storm, vital form, pen push the right across Mind is a vital force, hollow right across Soul is the lion's roar, voice is the siren I swing round, ring out, and bring down the tyrant Shop a small axe and knock a giant lopsided The world is so dangerous, there's no need for frightening Suckers trying to hide Like the struggle won't find them Then the sun busts through the cloud to clearly remind them It's everywhere Penthouse pavement the curb Cradle to the grave Talk of each of a cell Universal ghetto life Holla black you know it well What it is You know They know what it is We know Y'all know what it is Ecstatic There it is Huh What it is You know We know what it is They know Y'all know what it is You know What it is, you know, we know what it is, they know, y'all know what it is, you know, it Sit and come relax, riddle of the Mac, it's the patch. I'm a soldier in the middle of Iraq. Uh -huh. What say about noonish? Coming out the whip and looking at me curious, a young Iraqi kid. Oh. Carrying laundry, what's wrong, G? Hungry? No, give me my oil, get out my country. And in Arabian, barking other stuff till his moms come grab him and they walk off in a rush. Distrust, feeling like I was pissed up on wound. I'm like, surely hope that we can fix our differences soon. Bye. Buying apples, hun breaking on. Fruit, you take everything, why not just take the damn fruit like master? I don't understand it. On another planet? Fifteen uh -huh. one of this stuff, how I'm gonna manage? And increasing this sentiment, gentlemen, getting down on their Middle Eastern instruments. Realize trapping this crowd, huh? Walk over, kicked one of my fabulous raps. Dottie, Dottie. Arab jaw drop, they well wish they glad rap. Now they can't consider like an Elvis of Baghdad. <laughs> What it is, you know, they know what it is, we know, y'all know what it is, ecstatic, there it is, huh, what it is, you know, we know what it is, they know, y'all know what it is, you know, it is. What it is, you know, we know what it is, they know, y'all know what it is, you know, it is. You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. All right, we're back. Those are the sounds of most deaf and Slick Rick the Ruler right here. On the Sunday Forum. Ah. <laughs> hey, man. I love I love that song, man. And I know, I know you love it. Nice cut. I know yeah. you love it, right? Yeah. And then we have our newbie. She's up, she's up there bopping her head. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get some Frankie Cutlass on this. <laughs> um, no, listen. Hey, thank you guys for joining us uh, here on the Sunday Forum on 88.5 FM on WMNF. And uh, we're glad to have in studio with us uh, just for a little while longer, uh, Brother Frank Crum, who's done a tremendous job 
in uh, this year with the Black History Month celebration of film festivals. And, and, and it's just been a tremendous time having you here with us. And the discussion that we've had regarding this, we're going to have you back in here again, Frank. So we can talk some more about about what happens what happened at the film festival okay some good. of the uh, the observations you made observations from the community for people who, who attended and, and 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 talk about what we can do to contribute to make it even better the next time i like that i like that very much and i also like when i come back we can talk about uh the city of tampa black histories committee scholarship which is going to be coming up um actually the Black History Celebration that the City of Tampa is having is going to be on the 13th. That's also the day that they announced the scholarships. So um, for all of you who have um, seniors in high school this year at home wondering about how they're going to fund their college experience, make sure that you come to the Black History Celebration to find out more about that. But more, more importantly is whether it's the Black Love Classic Movie Series or the City of Tampa Black History Celebration. Uh, from my perspective, it's important to educate the community about the rich history and culture that can be found here in the Tampa Bay area. And I'm just a part of a team of people who've been able to do that, whether it be Jill Witeke at the Tampa Theater or Katrina House, who's the current president of the Temp City of Tampa's Black History, Cele uh, Black History Committee. Uh, and then going forward, there's going to be, there are so many things that are happening in our city related to the expression of the black experience in the Tampa Bay area. So there's an opportunity to get hyper-local on what, it, what we are doing to celebrate our past. But not only, and as, 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 as my pastor likes to say, we're not, and I'm, I'm sort of borrowing from him, we're not a, a monument, we're a movement, right? So it's all about making sure that black history is referenced so that there can be a brighter, Future, not only just for Black Americans, but for everybody. Right, absolutely, man. Hey, I man. do. I do want to throw in there, Frank, and uh, the uh, remind people that that would, will be a one million dollar pledge drive, also for HBCUs. And a caller, a writer, did say that they didn't know what HBCU was, so it's a historically Black college and university. But That's there right. is a challenge for one million dollars to go for a scholarship. The old-fashioned cocktail challenge. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. So, again, you can participate in that challenge uh, anytime you buy the Uncle Nearest beverage during the month of February. And if you want to just jump right on in, just come on down to the Tampa Theater doing the Black Love Classic movie series. And that's your opportunity to participate and give back at the same time. So you can enjoy a drink. Um, with people that you love, with around your friends and family, and then also participate uh, by giving a donation to someone who could really use it to help broaden their horizons. All right, all right, hey man, thank you very much. And where do they get the information to even qualify for the scholarship? Okay, so a couple of things as it relates to the City of Tampa Black History Committee scholarship, the the application will go live on. Valentine's Day, Tuesday, February the 14th, and you can go to City of Tampa Black History Committee dot org, City of Tampa Black History Committee dot org to get that scholarship information on the 14th of February. And then in terms of the Black Love Classic Move, you can also go to the Tampa Theater's website, tampatheater.org. Tickets are $7 for you. So again, Wonderful opportunities. Um, you've got the Uncle Nearest uh, Premium Whiskey. We've, that's a scholarship challenge that we, we've referenced. There's also scholarships related to the City of Tampa Black History Committee giving out scholarships directly to Hillsborough County students. There's a list of wonderful films. You've got Mayor. Jane Castor coming out to kick off the series on February the 5th. That's also the day we urge you and your kids to come out and dress up as your favorite storybook characters and drop off a book or two for a young reader. All right. All right. Hey, man. Thank you very much, Frank. We appreciate you coming on, man. And um, coming back. Yes, sir. All right. All right. There we go. Hey, thank you very much uh, to Frank Crumb.
And yes. we're going to uh, we're going to take a break real quick. Come right back. And we got a lot to talk about. We got people online. Folks, if you're online, hang tight. We'll be right back with you. And we'll be back with uh, Jose Vasquez as well. See you. Thanks again. You're listening to the Sunday Forum here on WMNF Tampa. Listening to WMNF Tampa Music and News. WMNF now and into the future by donating gifts of stock, real estate, retirement assets, or a life insurance policy. It's easy to leave a legacy of love. Just call Ian at 813-238-8001 or go to WMNF.org slash planned giving to get started today. and have a look at your car. Does it spark joy for you? Does it even spark at all? When you're ready to say thank you and goodbye to your old ride, WMNF will be ready for you. Tidy up with a free pickup today. Go to WMNFcar.org for more.
Hi there, this is Rod from Glove, and you're listening to 88.5 WMNF. Sunday Forum, and we have a guest, Mr. Jose Vasquez. What's going on, Jose? Jose, you there? Hello. Yeah, you're on here. the Sunday Forum. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right, everybody. This is Jose Vasquez. Jose, what's going on? Well, no much. Same old, same old. Another Sunday. All right, all right. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So tell everybody about yourself, Jose. Well, you know, Walter, um, for the people who don't know who I am, my name is Jose Vasquez. I'm Puerto Rican who came to live, forced to the state of Florida back in 2000. Um, I need to say that for the people to understand how, how Jose Vasquez been development for the last 23 years. Um, well, one of the, my passion is, uh, help the community. And I find out like you need to get involved in politics sometimes to deliver a message. And that's what I'm doing right now this year. Um, I'm a qualified candidate for the city council on district number three. I'm running against uh, two ladies uh, with some renowned names. Um, it's an honor to be involved in this race. So like that, I can deliver the message I had to share with the problems we got in the east side of Tampa. Um, Jose Vasquez is, uh, is a father of six kids, one with disabilities. I'm a small business owner. I'm a person who have a, a disability too. And it's hard to try to develop your personal life, um, working with, uh, all these new regular, um, co-enforcement, um, stuff like that. So for me, it's important that people understand I'm, I'm in the race to deliver a message. And what, and what message is that? Well, we need to let know the elected official like uh, we need uh, Munico for everybody, you know. And I have to share that because when we're talking about the affordable problem on the city tower, when I say affordable, that means it's a problem that we can pay for. For example, um, everybody knows the word uh, affordable housing. Um, yeah, it's a problem, but... We cannot afford a hundred fifty thousand or two hundred thousand dollar house mm -hmm. in in our community. So we need to come with a project like a really the community can engage. So we need to come in with eco friendly projects to to promote sustainability, um, solar power stuff like that. You know, in a, an affordable price for everybody. Um, we're talking about uh, just a reform. So when we're talking about the just a reform, I start to with the same thing um we got problems with it and the way the police department be operated for so many years and uh, we need to change the regulations on the way the the police officers interactive with the society um i remember back on the days when the police officers walk in the neighborhood and it was people who are from the neighborhood um and stuff like that you know we need to come back to the basics you know mm -hmm. and i can yeah. tell you a lot of things, like uh, in my case, I'm very uh, focused on co-enforcement. And I see in the way the, the city of Tampa co-enforcement um, attack, because that's the word, attack the people who try to live decent. Um, we're talking about people who got houses. We're talking about people who try to keep running his business get they open for 20, 30 years. And um, people like me, who's on disabilities or literally uh, challenged, you know, because my main um, language is in, no, it's English, it's Spanish. So, you know, it's, it's very challenging go against the, the wave, but we need to stand up and, and explain to the people who serve in the city of Tampa Okay, we as a taxpayer, we need a service. We don't need nobody come to attack or punish us. You know, we we need we need we need create that balance on understanding to everybody live on a on a photo, um, 
and a conform song in the city of Tampa. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, so tell me, tell me about uh, what your thoughts are about the uh, Citizens Re Review Board situation. Well, let, let me tell you this. The review board is created because we need to follow solutions, right? One wrong. That's correct. Okay. So what happened when you got a little group of people, when I say little, it's a limited group of people who make a decision for people who really don't participate on the process. And that's what we need to do, engage the community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the review board is important. But we need to engage more the community. And I give you a sample. Um, right now, I know we need to bring, bring more diversity on 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 all everything what happened in the city of Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Right. And unite these decisions. Before we unite the decisions, we need to engage with the community. The board has to be go to the communities and and, and asking the people first what is the issue. Why can be a solution and that board use the, the, the knowledge from the community and implement for be the benefit of the community? That's, that's a good point. That's mm -hmm. a good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody from the fourth state want to ask you questions? Um, let's see. So for, you know, um, <laughs> sorry, you put me on the spot here. But for... Um, the Citizens Review Board, um, a lot of the, or all of the members are appointed either by city council or the mayor's office. Do you think it should continue that way or do you think that should be up for election, up for people to actually decide? Well, let me tell you this. This person is appointed at this moment. Mm -hmm. But no, it's about being appointed because sometimes all these people coming with a good faith or do the job. And when they sit down on the board, they found they're fighting with the obstacles because we we gotta make sure they understand the city of Tampa Charter. We need to understand the, the goal of the decisions of future decision of the mayor of the city of Tampa. I'm not pointing names. I just say the mayor. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Can be anybody mayor. But the problem is, like you say, when the person is appointed, that means that person maybe own a favor to somebody else. You know, because this is the way the the influence be moving for to be appointed. Now, if we can do elections on that, we need to think how serious go be the agenda on that year. You know, because again, if you want to um, have a fair treatment in a, in any state level, you need participate of the voting process. In the city of Tampa, we got a slow, low turnout of people who get out and vote. Mm -hmm. So if the person is appointed by a city council member and that person was elected by 5%, guess what? That person not have a full voice to appoint somebody serious to that share. That's my point of view. So. Yeah, I just think that uh the police issue is, is something that people should be up in arms about right now in terms of, you know, what just happened in Memphis and the swiftness at which the cops were fired and arrested should become the model. And uh, the Citizen Review Board could be a powerful messenger to that end. But it didn't make me feel good to see a, a governor fire the prosecutor and have our cops standing behind him and that includes sheriffs who are elected and the Tampa, the ex-Tampa police chief standing there behind this uh, this action to fire the duly elected position person because these cops do didn't like him and they wanted to sign on with him and the ex-police chief Dugan said it was because he didn't like the way protesters were not prosecuted. I guess during after the George Floyd thing, and this was the reason. How can we finally put a a fire under these people? You know, use our campaigns like your campaign to put a fire under these people that you can't keep treating the citizenry like this. Well, let me tell you this: that's the reason I I get stuck in Trump in two thousand. Um, 
before I, I came to Tampa, I came to visit my father who was dying of cancer, okay? Mm. That's very clear. I came to visit, okay? So when I came to visit to Tampa to deal with my father's issue, and he passed away, right? I need to change my driver's license. So the point is, one day a police, I have a situation with a police officer who don't understand my English, right? And that person overuse his power mm-hmm. and that situation damaged a lot of things on my life i'm telling you this for somebody on his country who was close to be a police officer to a correctional officer working in the house of, of, of representatives in puerto rico you know only one person a police officer made a mistake and flipped over my life um, I, I need to share that with you because it's like you say, um, we got these persons who are public servants. Can they need to integrate what happened in the society? When we're talking about the governor decision is very wrong, you remove somebody from office. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking about you are S-cop in a in a position of trust, and you move to the uh, moving to the left side to avoid some inconvenience. You step out or you office duties. Nobody's perfect. I'm telling you because everybody days and, and situation is very different. But when you take an oath to follow the constitution and the wish of the voters, and you don't respect that, that's a problem. How I can contribute for this not happen in the city of Tampa? is open the policy about transparency. Right now, I can tell you the Tampa Police Development Union give an endorsement to candidates and I don't participate in the process. Why? Because it was very disrespectful. The question they make it on that questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And it's that to announce that uh, I know the leaders of the black community protest about that. And today, the issue is still uh, on the air. And we got a candidate running, um, believing on that questionnaire of, you know, it, it's, it's very inconsistent, the system and the way that we can protect our communities right now. Um, we need to stand up. We need to run for public office. We need to spread ourselves for how we can contribute to do a better system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the go ahead. You have another question. Well, one of our writers, uh, a listener, wrote in and to ask uh, our candidate if he's read Juan Gonzalez's book, Juan Gonzalez from our show Democracy Now, called Harvest of Empire. I think I've heard of that book. Have you heard of that book, Jose? No, maybe I don't have the. I'm, I read the book, but maybe somebody who give me advice read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, we also have other callers. I don't know if they necessarily want to talk about any other issue, or do we have a question for Jose? But we could take them while Jose is on let's, the let's line. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's okay, Jose, hang on for a second. Go ahead, no. caller. You're on the Sunday forum. Greetings and good morning, Walter Crew and guests. It's Clay from Lake. Hey, Clay. Hey, Clay, what's going on? Got a lot of feedback. I want to first say that I uh, I wholeheartedly agree with so much of what uh, candidate Vasquez says. Uh, it's, uh, he makes some very excellent points. He seems like he's going to be a candidate. For the, for the Did account. you try calling us back? That's a very bad line. We're going to go to the next caller, Clay. But call us back, Clay. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Okay, good, good. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, hey, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear Mr. Vasquez this morning and uh, the other young gentleman and his diff- different uh, differences there in the uh, construct. But since we're talking today about a little bit of social stuff, I'd like to say that he's dead on point. If he lives in Puerto Rico, he can have a pretty good idea of what the systems run like and should run like from the standpoint of uh, individuals, in the community, as a community at large, and the uh, politics that run uh, or engage that community. And what we have 
basically in this country seems to be a disconnect, they used to say, with uh, social people that's providing us uh, services, like he said, and the message that is being distributed throughout the community and to the people at large because everybody has a different interpretation of what uh, this community services are being provided, whether it be policing or code enforcement, all of that. I had incident where code enforcement coded me. I think I told a story before for having a hood house, which was sold to me in the same condition that they coded me. So, you know, it's certain little things that happen that should not happen. Like if uh, money was mandated and put up for that to function in a way that it, it might not be foolproof, but it shouldn't have flaws like that. Like it's just a, a trap for you or setting you up for something worse. Sort of like the uh, penal the justice and penal system. <laughs> it's like a trap that sets you up for other stuff. So to me, I think we're all trapped. But I think that the people who get in positions believe that they are not some kind of way. I don't know how that got through to their head, but some kind of way they believe they're higher than... You know, the stuff that's happening to us, the structure is falling apart, the, uh, you know, just everything, pollution, the water, the food, like, how can you be beyond all of that? And then how can you treat your fellow man with indignity and humanity at points like this in, in this society? And who's pushing that button? Who's pushing that ignorance that we have the right to decide how to straighten a person out? But we're not even qualified to do that. Right, right. Yeah, I just leave it like that because uh, it's just echoing my sentiments from a long time ago. We should no longer be adopting the field Negro and the house Negro concept. That mm. there's a difference. There is no difference anymore. Both <laughs> yeah. have been inside the house. Both have been inside the house to see what's inside the house and see how to operate in the house, outside the house. So while we have these conflicts and Who's pushing this agenda of ignorance? And that question should be answered, and it should not be said that it's going to be anti-Semitic either. I'll leave it with that. Okay. Uh, I have a question for him. I'm, I'm apologizing to interrupt him. Okay. So what I heard for you in the past, you got issues with co-enforcement, correct? Yeah, they kind of sought me out and targeted me. Okay. Not only not only code enforcement. Listen, all the service, the police department, different agencies, like they pass your name around and mm -hmm. do stuff to you. You know, like it's systematically to destroy you. Maybe it comes from the concept that the man was never supposed to be in the house with his woman, and so they try to destroy that. I, I don't know where this is coming from, but it's been pushed around in Tampa for a long time. They break down the family structure, then they break down the community structure. Then they destroy the kids and use them for fodder. In other no, words, yeah. They, yeah. I understand that. I you make you the question because the problem is we need to understand. And they they need to understand too because we pay their salary with the taxes. When not pointing out about the problem, help me to get a solution. You know. And this is the problem we got today. They they pointing out about problems in the community, in all the departments, like you say, the police, Department of Recreation, um, waterways, garbage, but they don't give you the solutions. And I'll give you a sample. If the inspector of co-enforcement, who is a person who only got 40 hours of study, hmm? nothing relative to construction, come to your house and tell you you got a problem with your painting. I true, but he don't know what, what your hardship it is so you have your house beautiful in the way you want it, mm. you know, right. because for what yeah. they look dysfunctional to them, it's functional for you. <laughs> so when the inspector of court enforcement not taking the time to investigate your situation, I say, you know what? This house, I need to be painted. Sir, you got money for the paint? No. Okay. This is the city grant to help you for this happen. You follow me? Yeah. And, and stuff like that. We 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 need to develop no problems. We need to develop solutions to the community issues. Literally. Yeah. Do you know the, how much cost a ton of tires be disposed in the city of Tampa? Two hundred dollars around. 
Mm. So that's the reason you see so many tires around in the city of Tampa. Why? Because when you put in the garbage can, they don't take it because they want you dump it and pay for that. Right. So, you know, and, and, and it's a lot of stuff. Bring, bring solutions to the community on recycling. Bring solutions to, to stop the pollution. We got a problem with the golfer industry. Okay, I'm telling you, co enforcement never enforced that. So that happened, boys. In, you, in your house, you got a little gas of, gasoline or, or oil spot in, in front of you. Um, right away, they want to arrest you and attack you and pay crazy fine. You know. So. Hey, man. Yeah. Listen, thank you very much, Dale. We appreciate it, man. Um, you know, one of the things that Jose, I want, I want to thank you for coming on um, because we, we, you know, it's important for us to hear from our candidates and to uh, and, and to get an idea of what they stand for. And yeah. uh, this is very, very important that we know what you stand for uh, and to get an idea of the type of, of councilman, if elected, you will be. And so we want to thank you, man, for coming on to the show and letting people know who Jose Vasquez is. No, no. For, uh, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity, and I want to thank you the people who wake up early to 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 find solutions. Because when the people listen to Sunday Forum, is because they wanted to hear a common sense or, or solution from the community. You know, because we we fed up from from the TV. So you know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walter again. And everybody on the studio, thank you so much for your time and effort to wake up and, and make sure this program be coming around every Sunday. And if anything I can help, just let me know because Jose Vasquez become elected or not elected, I'm still a public servant for my community. Okay. Oh man, listen, thank you, Jose. Thank you very uh, much, man. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, brother. Peace to Bye -bye. you, man. Peace to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jose Vasquez, candidate for uh, city council. Uh, hopefully we'll have some other candidates on as well uh, who will come in and, and, and uh, speak to us about the candidacy and so you can get to know who they are and people from the forum can make their, their opinions on them. Right now, we're going to answer these calls in just a second, but we want to make sure that uh, uh, we get the, uh, the calendar of events coming up mm -hmm. as well as our Black History Moment done by Miss Laura Rodriguez. Laura? All right, so today I'm going to talk about uh, community events that are going on in Tampa. Um, and first I want to take a moment to talk about Tyree Nichols before I get into all of that. So Tyree Nichols uh, was a 29-year-old African-American with a four-year-old son, and he was working at FedEx and uh, at the time and was aspiring to be a photographer. Uh, he was a great skateboarder. Oh. <laughs> And um, Tyree Nichols was pulled over on January 7th, 2023, and was brutally, brutally beaten by five officers, Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin, and Desmond Mills, and Justin Smith. All of these, uh, and that resulted in his death three days later. All of these officers were filed and arrested, and <laughs> these cops must must, 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 must be convicted. These demands for accountability, for transparency are evergreen. It is imperative as it's been since George Floyd, since Dante Wright, since Michael Brown, since Eric Garner, since Aaron Till, since everyone who's been murdered. The movement to fight back and demand real justice for black folks and all victims must continue to, str to struggle until, until, until a future where the police answer to the people, a future where the community gets the first and last say on how they are policed. That is a future where real accountability, and I mean real accountability is one. That is a future where people have community control of the police. That is a future where that will be reached only if we fight through it. Only through the demand of community control of the police can we see killer cops like these, like the murderers of George Floyd, find our, that we can hold them accountable and take their boots off of our necks. And that's why I come up here every every week and bring up the Citizens Review Board. It's the only outlet we have here in Tampa to get some sense of justice, and it does nothing. That's why we at Tampa Bay Community Action Committee poke and prod the CRB to make to 
to tell the city it doesn't do what we need it to do. It doesn't do what it, what we need it to do. We need independent counsel. We need subpoena power. We need it to be elected. We need it to have actual say in our communities. We need to have a say because people are getting murdered left and right. Like it's nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, it's, and it's a sad state of affairs. Um, well, I'm getting it. It's a sad state of affairs that that's, that that we even having this conversation. What what we saw earlier when you mentioned the fact that that there were first of all there are five cops, five police officers. For me, the first thing that that came to mind was these are all black officers. These are all black officers. Um, some might say, well, what difference does that make? It makes a big difference makes a big difference because that's not what you expect from black officers. Right. But but it's also a very profound statement that, that was made, that they made by doing this, by committing this crime. What they what they did was they they did something that my brother Life Malcolm has mentioned many, many times, that there is a culture of violence within these different police uh, agencies. A culture of impunity, too. And a culture of doing this violence with impunity. That's exactly right. Um, You know, are there all police officers that do this? No. But I'm not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the ones that do this, right? And we're talking about the pervasive, clearly the pervasive attitude um, of so many that this is okay to do. You know, they the reason that they, if you watch the video, they were standing around giggling and laughing and cracking jokes about like they had just played a game of football uh, in, in, in someone's backyard. That's what it is to them, though. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and LAPD is currently under investigation for having gangs within the within the police department. There are, are at least, I believe, 26 different gangs. One of them, with the most notable, is called the, the Bandaritos, and they have a, uh, a tattoo that allegedly, if they kill a uh, Chicano person, mm-hmm. they get that tattoo on them. And it's and so, racist. For those people who don't know what Chicanos are, Chicanos are Mexicans who are born uh, in America. Those are Chicanos. Um, that these black cops, you know, given the fact that the police forces, just the whole police industry was conceived in slavery. They were conceived as slave catchers and then later as labor strike busters. And that's basically their job is to protect capital at all costs and do it with impunity. And we we have to not allow these public aggressions to 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 go unpunished we can't let it just happen because you know this is how the nazis was on the rise and these little microaggressions occurred and everybody just laughed it off until it it got more murderous more deadly yeah and then you tried to claim ignorance when all of the bodies were uncovered you know we can't allow these people to think that they have impunity anymore. And that's why, you know, citizens have to be able to weigh in, you know, and they do need independent counsel. You know, we do need to rein in our sheriffs because they are out of control. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's let's go to the phone lines. We got some folks on the phone lines. Let's, let's see what folks have yes, to say we about do. this. Um, please go directly to your question or your statement and make it very short because we don't have a lot of time, folks. Yes, go ahead, Caller. You're on the Sunday forum. Hello, it's me. Yes. Okay. Uh, I called in last week when I told you about, we were talking about the, what a young man in Lakeland also got beat like that. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for a long time. And we do the same thing. We complain, we talk about it. We need to only work on solutions now. We all know the problem. But we need to start working on the solution. But what solution do you have, sir? Do you have a solution? We need to dismantle the police. The whole system needs to be dismantled. The corrupt judges, the corrupt mayors, the corrupt police system. And just like you say, 
you get people of color. Once they get in that position, they turn on people of color. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to speak to that gentleman earlier because I'm a mechanic also. By me being a mechanic, I go to AutoZone and uh, uh, Advance, and I hear a lot of Spanish people who work in there, and they treat us just like white folks when you come in there. They want a second hand. So just because, like they say, all skin folks ain't kin folks, all brown and black people ain't want people either. We got to start just us figuring out, like I say, us as black men coming together and figure out what we got to do. We can no longer let these people kill us in the street. They've been killing us since I can remember. Yeah. They killed us in the 80s, but we didn't, it wasn't video, so it wasn't really happening. Got to get organized. When it's happening, <laughs> or, no, we got to organize. Hey, listen, we got to militialize. We got to be like everyone else. We got to be really willing to die for our future. Well, you know, we're dying anyway. Well, yeah, you're right about that. One of the things, and thank you very much for your comments. One of the things that, that we have to remember, though, is we talk about dismantling the police and dismantling the judicial system and so forth. Um, you know, who's going to dismantle it? And what are they going to put in its place? Yeah, what's going <laughs> right. to what put in its place? You know, you got to start having right wing governors ruling by decree. You know, you know, power is a hell of a thing. That's what one of the um, the systems that I really liked is in Chicago. They have ECPS and the rules for uh, ECPS, which is like a bulked up um, version of Tampa CRB, is that you like there's a lot of requirements to get even on the board. And these this board has the power to take away police budget, to hire and fire officers it, like you cannot be connected to the cops in any way. You have to have some type of. Uh, political and social service for at least five years under your belt before you're even allowed to be on this board. Oh, that's, that's a hell of a thing. Yeah. That's and one they're one making right strides in Chicago, and that's something we could do here. Well, let's let's let's, let's make sure we put that out there. Then. Let's make sure we put it out there. Hey, uh, next call. Go directly to your question, please. All uh, right. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. That's a very bad line. Let's try another caller. Yeah. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. Hello? Yes. Hello. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's something that a comment that made, I just heard from my inside source, three of these officers or of the five are members of members of the same fraternity. I mean, HB, I'm a divine nine fraternity. And then we have, then we have, what's the difference between this type of activity, this impunity where you can punish someone with impunity? And people dying, and when we have these same violations, take regulatory violations that take place where our our property is seized with impunity, and uh, and uh, and I'm talking about in healthcare, and uh, the same sort of activity takes place. Yet the same people who are who who are there to, to protect us to say something, say nothing about it, can't draw the nexus between what's happening with our black doctors and pharmacies and, uh, and that, that type of an attack where they see these same things. And, yeah, we we'll so, see the same But thing. I think that the Divine Nine needs to say because three guys belong to the same, I believe it's the Omega fraternity. But it's just sad that this would, would, would happen. I heard this from a brother from uh, who belongs to Omega Sci-Fi that, that, that he was hurt by this this type of thing as the chief president to take a look at this this type of activity you know but there's more people involved when i look at this too there what about the other 15 or so officers in the beginning that that participated in, in that started with this not problem cause and that's all i have to say yeah well i think that you know just the fact that they uh walter that these cops seem like they were on some kind of feeding frenzy it's almost oh, as man. if they were high or something it's yeah. almost as if they were not even acting human in that moment and why did they even make a traffic stop they're scorpion they're supposed to be fighting deadly crimes why are they even making a traffic stop in the first place it's because they felt like they were in a black and brown community and they could do whatever the hell they want to do that's what qualified that's what qualified immunity will give you yeah qualified immunity we need to do away with that listen um folks check out our facebook page 
uh, and we will see the Black History Month community events uh, on the Facebook uh, for the Sunday Forum. Come and check it out. Uh, we are running. Oh, this is it. This is it. Got to wrap it up. Yeah. Gotta wrap it up. <laughs> All right. So, listen, folks. As always, from my voice to the radio waves to the hearts and minds of people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Live.